My name is Chris Charbonneau, and I'm the host of the Fall of Roe podcast. I'm a 40-year veteran of the pro-choice movement. I have been the CEO of Planned Parenthoods in seven different states and have decades of experience in the pro-choice realm. This is an unapologetically pro-choice podcast. We are going to talk about the disaster that is the unfolding dismantling of the Roe standard across the United States, creating 50 states worth of patchwork laws, the danger that that poses to anyone of reproductive age and all of us who love them. We need to figure out how we as a collective are going to get through this, change this situation, give ourselves some hope and get back to sanity in this country. Hi, friends. This is Chris Charbonneau, the host of the Fall of Roe podcast. And today on my mini series, States of Roe, I am taking on the state of Minnesota. We have great news out of Minnesota today, I'm happy to say. Ramsey County District Judge Thomas A. Gilligan Jr. has struck down most of the regulations and restrictions around abortion that had gradually built up in Minnesota through actions of the legislature. And while I had always thought of Minnesota as a safe state, Judge Gilligan's actions with this make it an even safer state and make it a real haven for the states um, to use from around it that might not be having that kind of luck with their legislatures and courts. So. What uh, Judge Thomas Gilligan did was reaffirm the Supreme Court of the state of Minnesota and strike down a whole variety of restrictions that had been in place. The 1995 Minnesota Supreme Court ruled in a case called Doe v. Gomez that there is a fundamental right to privacy, right to abortion in the Minnesota Constitution. What um, Ramsey County District Judge Thomas A. Gilligan Jr. did with this is overturn statutes, including the informed consent and 24-hour waiting period laws. Those are both nuisance-type laws, wherein they sort of suggest that you don't know what you're doing when you make this decision and you need to be lectured to with a variety of state propaganda pieces in order to have this done. And I will note, Nobody makes you do this before a vasectomy, right? This is only reserved for care that women need and that you might need 24 hours after you've thought about it and figured out your transportation and got an appointment and all that waiting time. None of that was enough. You have to come in, fill out a variety of uh, pieces of paper and then wait 24 hours after that. This is just absolutely punitive nuisance nonsense. And he struck that down. Not being content with that in Minnesota, the legislature had passed not a one parent notification, but a two parent notification. And just so that you know, parental notification is a bizarre little place where what really happens most of the time is that parents rally around and are supportive of their kids. What they are hoping will happen when they pass these parental notification bills is that somehow you'll get some kind of parent that wants to lock their kids into the basement until no decision can be made any longer. And that you get parents, you know, threatening their children or, you know, saying they'll throw them out unless they toe the line and have a baby they don't want, etc. Any case, that's why you end up with parental notification. And they really acknowledge that that doesn't work. 
It doesn't work, and you know that, because they add two parental notifications. Like, one isn't enough. Maybe you can get dad in, too, and um, one of them will be a person that has enough trouble with abortion to prevent her from getting one somehow. It's, it's really exceptionally punitive, and there have been a lot of cases where you know, you have to get two divorced parents together that are suddenly talking about a tough topic at a moment's notice and they have no time for anything and they have to get over not having spoken to each other for 10 years in order to figure this out. So it's done to be inconvenient and to make it difficult for someone to get an abortion. Anyway, Thomas Gilligan Jr. decided that that did not fit with the Minnesota Constitution. So that is gone. Thank heavens. And he upheld reporting requirements for abortion providers, but threw out all the felony penalties for regulatory infractions. None of the paperwork involved in these things is permission paperwork, by and large. It's mostly you you submit paperwork that talks about where the person came from and, you know, demographic type data and attempts by anti-choice zealots to make it sound like these paperwork errors are somehow some deep, dark thing. It's just bizarre. It's mostly office processes. But anyway, you no longer can be a felon for, you know, not having signed the bottom of the form and needing to go fix it. He decided that these abortion laws that had been passed violate the right to privacy in Minnesota because they infringe on the Fundamental rights under the Minnesota Constitution to access abortion care and do not withstand strict scrutiny, which is apparently the legal test that is required for that. So wonderful, because it means that people in Minnesota can get the abortions they need without the government shoving some religious ideology down their throats. And that is absolutely fantastic for the the people of Minnesota. I call Minnesota not only safe, but Minnesota has now entered safe haven for other states' territory. Once again, Minnesota is safe. Thank you for listening, friends. This is Chris Charbonneau. It's been my pleasure to host this broadcast for you today. And if you'd like to hear more, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts and give us a five-star review. If you'd like to connect with me in some way, please go to fallofrow.com for information. Thank you.